On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diego. Alpha fashions one of Arisha heads at home and puts him ahead. Just as you thought they might have run out of ideas, they pull the ace out of the pack. And Barisha scores again, 50 goals for Melbourne Victory now. And that was uh, the entree into the grand final for Melbourne Victory. Good evening and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this, did you say warm Wednesday night? It's 10 well, degrees, it's cold. <laughs> Warren Diego, welcome to yeah, you. Yeah, Rodrigo, and tell you why I do this. Every weather I do in Melbourne from now on, <laughs> yes. I'll be comparing it to Liverpool. Oh, so course. it's balmy. It's, yeah. This is warm. You can stop talking about Liverpool. No, for no, a I'm never going to stop. <laughs> hey, yeah, thanks, okay. thanks to Finey, um, Zanners and Pultz. Uh, Jeff Poulter <laughs> tonight. <laughs> He's been renamed. But Jeff Poulter, of course, on a fantastic show. Great memories about um, oh, so much stuff. World, you know, World of Sport, of course, with uh, Jack Dyer. Great, great stuff there just before the Diego's. Finey's back tomorrow night. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Good evening, uh, Rodrigo. Good evening. Good evening, uh, Carlos and Warren, and victory fans out there. Very exciting. Uh, Carlos, you're excited, I can tell. Uh, I'm excited for the game. <laughs> the game. No, you're the game's excited. The game's a winner already. We're, yeah. what, four, four days away from the grand final? The game's a winner already. Vinny, I, 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 I'm celebrating for you, Vinny. Yes. Because just getting there, is it enough? No. Being a Melbourne victory fan? <laughs> no. Just... Well, it's, 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 it's good, Yeah. but it's not, it's not the cake. It's so, a bit of icing on the cake. We want the cake now. So you'll be tweeting the, the toilet seat cake. You'll be tweeting from the ground on Sunday somehow with uh, with anxiety. Well, a bit of no, no enthusiasm. Enthus- okay, and, and positivity. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, Vinny's not an anxious kind no, of guy. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought. Yep. But uh, hey, looking forward to it. Five o'clock is uh, kickoff for the yeah, grand yeah, final prime time. on Sunday. <laughs> prime time <laughs> on Sunday, Sydney FC at Allianz Stadium. It'll be pristine conditions. Yes. Uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to Sydney FC and Melbourne victory. Fifth, first fifteen minutes of this show, Warren. There's no negativity. No, 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 no negative. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? There's no mention of Melbourne City. No, there's no. no negativity. No, no. And it, can I say to you, it's, the game is a winner tonight. I can find a way. Melbourne victory fans themselves are doubting their ability to actually win. <laughs> But when I'm about Which ones? To... Name them, No, they're, they're, every, name them. they're everywhere. They're every... Well, I could, name, I could name the Melbourne City fans that still support <laughs> Melbourne City, but I won't do that. But I can actually... I watch both games, and I can still find a way that Melbourne Victory can actually beat Sydney FC. They can beat the Invincibles. Well, we'll get into that very, very shortly. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. Hey, send us a text message tonight on 0433981116 or give us a call about your yeah. thoughts on the grand final. Are you nervous? On 94291116. Uh, who is the winner? I believe the game's the winner. <laughs> of course you do. So do I. Who is the winner? So do I. I and th- don't wait till Sunday now. Who's the winner tonight? I think it'll be a draw after penalties, Carlos, <laughs> as well. That's true. I don't think they'll... I'm the game right will be the, the winner. Fence. Absolutely. The, the last two games <laughs> leading up to the finals have been awesome games. They have been. The game has been the winner. Absolutely. And then victory was the winner. <laughs> and Sydney was also the winner. Yeah. All right, boys, let's get into it. It's 10 past 11. 
sound of drumming <laughs> must be the victory coming from top and full of running there you go. You, you know how I said we don't want to be negative for the first 15 don't minutes? Don't be negative, Carlos. I hate that song. <laughs> no, <laughs> Carlos. I no. hate it. Vinny's request. It's, Vinny's it's request. It's a great there. song. When, when it's I a hear, battle cry. When I hear that song, I'm not going to win. The game is a loser. When I hear that song. We could do better, can't we? Well, that, that's the song, Carlos. No, no, no. What is the other if, song they if play? If he plays horses, that hurts. <laughs> that hurts me. Don't play horses, oh, you've Pedro. Just, don't play you've horses. just given Pedro a, an idea. But, uh, yeah. hey, look, let's get into this discussion now. We've obviously had 10 minutes of it. But uh, can victory beat Sydney FC? Already off the text message, Invincibles, they lost a game. That's uh, Matt in <laughs> Bayswater. Two games, actually, technically. Yeah, that's true. They, they it. lost a game but finished with the highest points tally ever in A-League history. Yeah. There you go. So, Chris, in uh, Point Cook, I wouldn't be driving up leaving at 5am if I didn't think we'd win. Come on, victory. That's so the there's way. a bit of confidence um, yeah. going into the victory. We'll start with you. We'll start with you, Vinny. Yes. You're, yeah. you're the supporter. Can Look, victory... No, there's there's three victory supporters in this in this. Well, studio. okay, but you're... Oh, you just one official. You're the outed supporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the outed one. <laughs> go for it. Rodrigo, they can. Of course they can. They The, the way... The, the game against Raw showed, shows the grit in that team and the persistence. And Raw was not an easy team to beat. And I know Raw isn't Sydney, okay? But uh, the polish and the, the concentration to, required to beat a team like Raw, it, you can apply that to a team like Sydney. And I think that uh, victory is capable of winning the game. I'm not going to say it's a shoo-in easy victory for victory. Oh, no but I think uh, they can do it. I'm answering your question. They can do it. What about you, uh, Warren? Oh, yeah, I can. And I think the key to it is who scores first. If victory score first, I think what Vinny said around their ability to get together and really grind and really be very hard to beat, I can't see victory conceding a deficit to Sydney at any point in the game and being able to come back and win. But I think if they score first, they can hold on. They probably don't want to score too early in the game. <laughs> But I think if they scored, for instance, around the time that they're going to have to withstand an onslaught from Sydney, but if they could score around the same time as they scored against Brisbane, there's no doubt in my mind. I think they need to promise Ben Kalfalar another three years of a contract. So he puts it actually, you've got to give him credit for the season he had, that one bit of brilliance, that cross that was literally almost placed on Barisha's head for him to be able to score the goal. It does show you that the decision to come to an agreement about him not going on next season, but then enabling him to play, as much as his body language is poor from time to time, and you've mentioned that. So, yes, I can. Victory score first, not too early. (laughs) They can definitely win. The last five games between these two, there's almost nothing in it. I mean, there's... Too many goals, though, for victory. Well, let let me tell you. I mean, Sydney have beaten victory uh, three times this year. Um, 2-1, 1-2... And one nil, so it's always close. Yep. Um, and obviously, victory you would think of the best matchup against Sydney. What do you think, Carlos? According to Warren, if they go two nil up, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's right, really, no, forget, only if it happens early. Sydney at its best will beat Melbourne. Victory, okay? The, Not Kevin Musket yes. says. No, no, I know. At victory's Kev, best, Kevin, they're as good as Kev, Sydney FC. I was listening well, some grabs off. I was listening some grabs off uh, the run home on the way in tonight, and Muskie was on with the boys and saying we're going to win, which is great because you know. It's, You'd hope he said something because mm, like Bro- Broxham said the same thing. Uh, Troisi, so, that's great that it's going through the through the team, but 
Sydney, at their best, are a great team. Victory, at their best, are a very, 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 very good team. That can be a great team. They're not a great team yet. It's your Mark Schwarzer measure. Absolutely. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like, If they're both at their best, Victory won't win. But the way Victory regained possession once Brisbane received the ball last week, which wasn't often, by the way, the way they fought back and really turned the ball over to their advantage was fantastic. But they didn't finish enough. They didn't finish their great work. That worries me too. They don't capitalise on the great work and and where Sydney has shown time and time again this season that they can. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see what Frank in Surrey Hills thinks. G'day, Frank, and welcome to the Four Diego's. Hey, boys. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. Are you uh, excited by the weekend's grand final? Look, I am excited, and I think uh, (laughs) think the victory is going to continue its run of scoring early in in, in the majority of the games they played this year and, and win... Win probably, uh, I reckon, 2-1. They'll, they'll reverse the tables on their results over the last, uh, last year. Um, so, yeah, that's my view. I think that's, 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 that's what I think is going to happen. What do, you guys, what do you guys think? Look, I think the soccer gods, I, know I, have, a, I have an insight into how the soccer gods see things. And, and Sydney has had too much this season. And victory have been knocking on that door. And I, I tend to agree with you. We will score first, but, uh, and we will fight hard, and we will, we will get the win. Uh, look, I, I think for me, one of the issues around victory is, and I think if you look at their latter half of the season, they've had issues scoring multiple goals. And I actually think that victory will need to score at least two if it's a game if it's a game where Sydney play to their capability. Because Sydney's goal-scoring record throughout the season has been absolutely sensational. So, look, you put Ninkovic... In Melbourne Victory's team, you probably reverse the result, but that's the difference. Which I is think. Ridi- ridi- no, just it's a ridiculous rid- scenario. No, but you're talking about happen. you're talk- talking about the difference between a very good team and a great team, and sometimes it's one player or half of one good player that makes the difference. And to me, that's probably no, the it's difference. More, it's the creative, no, it's, it's the creative midfield. There's not been a time this season, even when Sydney lost against West Sydney Wanderers. And even when they lost the FFA Cup final, where they played poorly, I didn't. I, I, they were winning at the start of the year, if you remember, and I didn't rate them highly. But they were winning, grinding things out. But then when they kicked in and started playing the football mm. that they played for the remaining three quarters of the year, they they just didn't have any flat spots. Apparently, they've got the you know uh, you know how they've got leading teams down here where they've yep. got the leadership you know um, you know training going on in, within the club with the coaches. Honesty. The yeah, honest, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You look at people in the eye and you tell them they're, what you they're, don't like about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how they can improve that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, apparently they've got their version up at Sydney, right? And they've had the uh, the Sykes with them the whole day, uh, the whole year, uh, telling them how good they are. And so they're coming out and saying, you know, we don't have to yell it out like Victory are at the moment. Victory is yelling out the fact they're going to win. There's no, hopefully we're going to win. They're going to win. But Sydney have been saying, apparently they've been saying that to themselves in the mirror all year. <laughs> Can I say this, and I will, and I know we're, we're almost past 20 minutes, so I can bring a tad of negativity. If Graham... <laughs> no, 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 but this He's is me. He's already. This is me sort of pumping up victory. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of Graham Arnold with his coach speak, oh, it's just another game. Oh, we're not dealing with it like it's a grand final. It's just but, another but, game. But all it shows it's is ridiculous. you've never, ever coached at that level. Oh, no. You never, the... ever will coach at that level. <laughs> you never played at that level. So you don't, you don't really understand. You're guessing when you say that. No, no, that's what he said. I'm not yeah. guessing. He said that. He's won a 
He's won a, a grand final before. He's been it's a successful just another, coach. Have you played in the grand final, Carlos? Yes, I have actually played um, in the grand did final. Did you approach it as just another game? Well, I did what the coach asked me to do. The coach said, treat it as another game. I treat it as, as another game. Did you listen to Eye of the Tiger before the game? <laughs> I didn't have the big headphones. Right, no, no. Didn't yeah. they, they I, I, I bought that. my boombox, though, <laughs> yeah, right. to listen to my music. The victory players, they'll be uh, doing that scene from Taxi Driver in the mirror. That's what they'll be you talking oh, yeah. to me. Are they up there already? <laughs> you talking to me? That's what they'll be talking. Are the victory players up there already? Have they gone early? Uh, well, I don't or know. have they changed their I'm actually, routine? I'm actually, because I'm... The game's such a winner that I'm actually going to the oh, yes. victory lunch yeah, yep. to That's celebrate right. the win support. before. Yeah. That's what supporters so I'm kind do. of hoping the players are there. Yeah, so no, I'll I go up and... Treating it as a normal... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Meet the pe- meet yeah. and greet. Yeah. Not sure when they'll go up, but I did, I did read a mm. quote from Kevin Musket, which kind of intimated that they'd be flying up that day. But ah. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, Did, would, would you so, subscribe to that theory? Well, they're playing at five. Yeah, so well, some team bonding. You no, know, look, down I don't know. Bondi Maybe the night before. Do you, you think you'd they'll think. sneak in a grand final parade somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, Carlos? Everyone's playing at that time. No, I mean, what, no, why don't they just do the convoy, the grand final parade, as a convoy from <laughs> Melbourne? <laughs> from the airport. Open, you know, the open air cars, you know? All, you know, 10 hours. The join drive. The, join the, the fans whole drive. in the drive right. up to Sydney in a bus. Absolutely. And um, and apparently every player is taking sort of a roll of turf, <laughs> just, just with them. Yeah, it's yeah. not twenty past yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there uh, a grand final parade at all? Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the grand final marathon yeah, on Saturday night right. that goes all night. No, I don't think it's. I don't think there's enough grand finals in the A League to actually get through the whole night, Carlos. Just yeah. off the uh, text message here: Ninkovic, Holosko, Bobo, Brosk, Sydney FC's Fab Four. Who are Melbourne Victory's Fab Four? Oh, um, to equal Sydney's. That's Peter and Shelton. Easy. Oh, Barisha, Teresi, Troisi, Cal- Troisi, Ben Calfala, yes. and um, Roa- Rojas. Rojas. <laughs> That's right. Easy. Yeah, I think. There you go, uh, Peter. Just, uh, Warren, sorry, an- Warren answered that question. Put, put Lee Broxham in there as well because he's 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 in oh, a patch. Come at the, on, Vinny. No, no, no he's he not, is. He's in the patch at the moment. Yeah, yeah, but he's unfashionable patch. Uh, uh, patch. That's okay. <laughs> a patch is a patch. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's an unfashionable. Patch. Whereas you're talking about the yeah, Fab yeah, Four, I know, the glamour. He's, he's yeah, the unfab right. Four, he's, uh, but he's so important. He's to them. a support act. He, he had a great game last week, Vinny. Exactly. I thought he was he's, own, he's the O'Neill of Melbourne victory. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping Troisi. Has the game of his he's life. He's got to get it. He's because got to if get he does, it in the onion bag, though, Carlos. That's his yeah, problem. No, if, if he Correct. does have one of those sublime games, suddenly Briante and also uh, um, O'Neill. O'Neill, they're suddenly uh, vulnerable. Yeah, they, well, they're not. They've got something else to think about because they've actually bossed that sort of you know, just that. Yeah, they have that, that sort of um, that position in front of the back four, and they've been able to start a lot of the attacks for Sydney from that area. And because they've not had to worry about someone like a Castro uh, on a week-to-week basis. And that's where Troisi can maybe, you know, get them thinking that way and suddenly get their mind off the attack part and more on the defensive side of things. i tell you who I also think is in a bit of a patch, Carl Valeri. I think he's sort of been plucky. Look, he's the captain. Yeah. He, he, he'll lead from the front. I mean, he's just to be careful he doesn't get sent off in the first uh, 15 minutes because he, he, um, he was very lucky in the yeah. game against Brisbane not to get a yellow card in the, in the first you know, 30 minutes or so because mm. he, uh, he, he, there was a lot of fouls. Yeah, we uh, do, we do, do we know, because this is important, 
Do we know who the referee is? Um, is it the understated Peter Green or the overstated Chris Beath? We I think it's uh, Chris yeah. Beath. Jared Gillett, we, uh, oh, Jared, we believe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, Jared Gillett. What about who's in the video room? <laughs> That's very important. It's going to be what, actually, what DVDs have they hired? Are they sleeping, those guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Offsiders. The, I mean, they've got the video and they're still maligned, you know, uh, with the uh, obviously the goal from uh, in Sydney where um, it was a Bobo that was holding back or yeah. stopping the run of uh, Dulwich at the time. They'd pressed they'd pressed pause on the game and gone out to get something to eat, Carlos. Yeah, no, no, I think the misunderstanding that occurred from that was because it wasn't a clear error by the referee, it was just an interpretation by the referee that that goal should have stood. I think everyone... Just didn't everyone thought because oh, it was just a, they, everyone looked at the video and thought it's a clear foul or it wasn't a clear foul um, that they could have made a decision on the basis of that video, but that was an interpretation issue from the referee. So there's still a lack of understanding about how bars works. There was a headlock in the penalty box in the Brisbane Raw game that they just called play on. Like I don't look, I don't even do they actually exist? Do we know they're actually? <laughs> Doing Someone's it, or is there. this just um, a, 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 like they're trialing? Because in the end, have they changed one decision? Yes, they have. They've actually, they've actually uh, either turned turned well, well, over one on Saturday. Yeah, um, you know that, that was called offside initially um, by by the uh, linesman. Yep, and then Vars actually over overruled. That was that. Losco's goal. Yeah, that's it? right. Overruled yeah. that, and it was uh, that that was controversial yep. because, as you said, you know it could have it could have gone either way. Yep. So it wasn't a it wasn't a deplorable. A yes. decision by the lines. And it wasn't an interpretation. You either get that one right. right or wrong. Yep. And that's where VARS comes in. They can use it. But when it's an interpretation about whether someone's obstructing someone or, uh, you know, um, yeah, something that a referee either gives it or doesn't give it. And the, I think people out there who watch these things and argue whether something was a foul or wasn't a foul, I think they're not the things that VARS pick up because that's just an interpretation. It's got to be either... It was a handball. Um, well, actually, even with handball, there's an interpretation there. But yep. offsides are great because at least we can pick those up now. Mm. And uh, I know Simon Hill wrote a, a really lengthy piece on the Fox Sports uh, website talking about the fact that, you know, do we really need VARs? Why can't we accept referees' mistakes, you know? Why, like, players make mistakes, coaches make mistakes. Why can't we just accept referees' mistakes? But I think the obvious ones are the ones that we've got to stamp out because even the referees would be embarrassed by that. I mean, the fact that a referee uh, has not given an, a clear offside or, or let play go on when it, when it, when it, was, a, when it was an offside, uh, I think they would rather that be fixed at that moment rather than having to live with that and all the ridicule later on mm. down the track. Well, they overturned two. Sorry, I'm just mm. remembering. Yeah. They yeah, overturned two of them, both yeah. of them. Both of them were called... Um, were both. Uh, were called one. One was called offside, and, and yeah. yeah. So, do you think it'll the, stay in? Like, do you think well, the trial has been successful? According to Simon Hill's article, um, it costs five hundred thousand dollars to run this for a season. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's not worth it. Well, apparently, is it, it an internet TV, Carlos? Is it, <laughs> I'm not sure. Is there something about the technology? I'm not sure what it is. Is it Optus Vision it, or something? It, the cost of running this VARS system, and I suppose you've got to look at the number of things it picks up. And 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 the benefit. So it's a cost benefit analysis mm. here. And it was like three or four things in the last three or four weeks. So over over a whole season, imagine what you can do with five hundred thousand dollars in our game. 
especially when the clubs are looking for a bigger slice of the pie. It doesn't sound like they're on a good data plan to me. <laughs> it's kind of, they can do better. Do you think they're going to have a Vase 2 where they just film the Vase room? <laughs> Vase 2, yeah. Hey, we're going to take a break and come back with more of the grand final here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Football is like a religion to me. I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the Four Diegos. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diegos. Love that song, no, Daryl Braithwaite. No, why'd you do that? Why? <laughs> why not, Vinny? It's we played the other one, the Brave, Vinny. No, I, I really, I, it really, that, it, what, it makes look, me cringe that whole Scotland what the Brave. What's the other thing. song that they that's sing? That's their song. I know, but that, it makes that, me cringe. There was another than victory horses. song like um, "Stand By Me." Stand by me. Yeah, play that. That's better than horses. Oh, out of the next break, we'll. Uh, We'll do that as well. Hey, 94291116 or 0433981116 for a text message. Um, Marie, just on songs, I hate Liverpool's Sookie song. You'll never (laughs) win a title again. And Melbourne City's stupid song. So she was... Um, you know, getting back to you, Carlos, yeah. a little bit there. Because... Marie, Marie, but, but th- I don't agree with feedback. The... It's always good to have you as listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And can I say to you, and I don't know whether you've been to Anfield, but if you go there, mm. and actually the Liverpool song is actually a song out of a Rodgers and Hammerstein yep. musical. Don't know which one. Did you get Gooseys? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't know whether it was another Listeners type out of there, <laughs> you know he's crying right now. I didn't know whether There's I was There's a tear actually... coming from his eye. <laughs> I think I was experiencing another type of excitement, not just goosebumps, <laughs> Carlos. Mm. Hey, uh, the only loser this weekend will be the playing service surface from uh. what we saw last weekend. Poor choice for such a huge game. We need a national football stadium for these big games, for uh. the A-League and Socceroos and Matildas games. Tom in Greenville. Oh, Tom's 120,000 Tom, Tom's a good right. man. He's a good man. Uh and um, but Tom, I don't, I don't know how that would work. You know, where would you put the stadium? Number one, uh, how would you get? How would you make it financial? I mean, we don't have enough A League games to play at that one stadium. Um, I you hire just, it out for concerts, Carlos. You have you have yeah, massive so suddenly, fights so suddenly, like Wembley you, So did. suddenly you have an Adele concert that wrecks the grass <laughs> rather than the rugby. Can so, I say this though? Uh, really, the 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 offenders when it comes to wrecking the grass is not only the rugby, but all the concerts that we've had. So you reckon you're going to hire it out to concerts? We're going to have still the same problem. No, you, you go and buy highly technical <laughs> lights, Carlos, that regrow the grass. Can I say to you that the travesty in this is that I know we we don't need the sauce bottles at the end, but Central <laughs> Coast ground literally. Has hardly been touched. You're going to take the grand final of the well, to the, the Sydney fans that travel. That's Kaikuyu there, Warren. So, Kaikuyu. Okay, okay Carlos, I'm going to ask you an honest question, okay? Oh, that's good. You might not be able to give me an honest answer because I'm asking you a question. But what's the most important component of a quality football game between the two best teams in a season? What's me, the best? What's the most important component? The two teams would be pretty important. <laughs> I think. I think the competition, the contest, 
between the two. So that means it could be it could be on a, a minefield on on Sunday. So could you be don't care box. about that, uh, really? You know, and the players don't care about oh, it right rubbish, now. Either. They don't. They don't. They're not going to. It's all part of this leading teams thing. <laughs> don't go out in public and bag the surface because you're actually distracting yourself from the game. All the players behind the on behind the scenes would be absolutely. They'd be livid. I thought, Carlos, you'd say free-to-wear TV rights is the most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> True. Uh, but look, <laughs> fundamentally... I was going to say pitch. the pre-game act. Oh, yes. yeah, I no. like to have a good band. No, for, me, for me, it's a contest. <laughs> the, the, the... Sherbet? <laughs> no, but not them. No, the, for me, it's, it's a contest. That's what it's all about. And, of course, we'd love to have a, a nice carpet-like surface. And So the and surface isn't even in the top two or three priorities of the game? No, no of course it is. But of course it, we, is. it is what it is. We can't we, – the Waratahs won't move their, their game, okay? Uh, the boys will still wear their long stops. They have to. The, the, the rucks and the malls and whatever else happens in that game, they're going to wreck up that ground. And we can't keep on crying. It's grand final week. The game is a winner already, guys. And let's forget about talking about it anymore. Keep talking, Carlos, because yeah. I'm, I'm checking the weather uh, in Sydney. Is it going to rain on, um, on Tell Sunday? You what, if it rains yeah. anything Have, um, on Saturday, mostly night. sunny and 21. Oh, stage, okay. So that's good. There you go. So it's a nice, tough minefield. Do we know if um, the Victory have been training on one of the grounds that are currently recovering <laughs> with the cricket pitch that's sort of so, suddenly getting um, yeah. a little bit of grass on it? Yeah, no it comes, it comes a time where we, we've just got to forget about it, don't we? I mean, we, do we keep on whinging about no, this? No, till... unlike yourself who sticks your head in the sand, you do something about it. Look, what? what? What can you possibly do about it at this late stage? What you can do about it is and, have... Take some turf up. And keep in mind, Warren... take some turf up. And keep in mind, Warren, that the because of the way the finals are run, the teams have finished higher than other teams get the right to play well, the game. One... So you don't know really where the grand final is going to be. Uh, two weeks tell you out what, of the grand final, Gallup's... it could have well been. It could have been a Brisbane if they if the things went their way. If so, you in... don't even know. So what do you do? Do you do you do you uh, not play any other sport on that ground? Uh, with well, three herein different lies grounds? the dilemma. Every season. Without fail, our season gets wrecked in terms of the quality of the pitches that our teams play on, particularly in the northern states, from February through to the grand final. Every season it happens. It's happened without fail. And we all know what the weather conditions are like in Brisbane and Sydney. Now, I'm not saying that this is a solution, but when we play our grand final, okay, when our season is to maximise the quality of the pitches and the use of the stadiums without being pushed and shoved around, because you you know as well as I do, maybe they wanted to play the grand final at five o'clock. But I bet you, in all honesty, they had no other choice because all the other teams were playing at different times. That's the only time they could. Now, I don't know how you fix it, but one of the things is think about when you play the grand final. Think about when the season goes that gives you the best opportunity for the players to play in the best conditions for the longest period of time. I would, I would have thought that with the issues we have with Stadia, and we've had it for a long, long time, that some of the greatest minds have been working on this. And because of... Mine's the, greater than mine or yours. The, the, the clutter of different sports, the, the stadium arrangements, who's paying more for the, for the different grounds. I mean, I think, we, I think football's got to almost book a stadium for a grand final 12 to 14 months before that game's played. And you've got to look at everyone else's fixtures to be able to negotiate and do things around it. I think the state government has got to 
has got a, a, a really important part to play here. And here's where you're because, wrong. Because if there's 10,000 Melbourne Victory fans going up to Sydney on Sunday, there's an economic impact Huge. for that for that uh, influx of fans. And by the way, other fans from all over, over Australia going to that game, uh, 40,000 people, a lot of them from interstate. There's an economic impact that, that, that the state government should actually look at and say, okay, priority this weekend is with no. the A-League. And Waratahs, I know you've got your corporate boxes and stuff like that, but listen, we'll give you compensation. Go and play at North Sydney um, because the economic impact of a A League grand final in Sydney is much greater. Well, the, go- say- the government and through the SCG Trust had that opportunity, but because of um, all the corporates and the telecast of. Uh, of the Super Rugby, um, they they couldn't move it. But, but do you think? But it, this is this is not something you can resolve in two weeks. No, no this is something yeah, that true. obviously needed to happen. True. Months and months but, ago. But we right. could. But we actually. They, I can understand why it's taken so long because you have to actually ver- verify where the game's going to be played, and yeah. you don't even know. You could guess there was going to be in Sydney, but you couldn't be sure, especially in a knockout final series. Yeah, there's just, not Brian Cook. The CEO of Geelong Football Club has pretty much had state and federal governments over the last eight years effectively pay for the expansion of that ground because of the perceived yeah. socioeconomic benefit of that ground to that town. Now, one thing you are wrong about with regards to Sydney, there are lots of underused rectangular stadiums that used to be used by rugby league clubs like West Tigers. It used to be Balmain, Western Suburbs, there's Cogra, there's But can they hold 30-odd thousand? But here's 40. the thing. You go out and lobby, okay, and you go out and create a case. You've already got some of the infrastructure there. You've got the, the ground. You've got some stadium. That's, that's like building... No, it's a, not. A state-of-the-art stadium at Chapel Reserve in Sunshine. Progre- no, <laughs> okay? it's not, because you, you have no understanding of the stadiums the or the facilities all, With all Sydney. due respect to our friends at Sunshine, George <laughs> Cross. Hey, uh, give a shout-out to over 7,500 victory fans heading up this yeah. weekend as part of the A-League's biggest ever away attendance in its history. Trains, planes and buses, hashtag Sydney away. Hey, uh, to all, all of you going to Sydney yeah. uh, this weekend, have a fantastic time. I hope they win for you guys yeah, because you are the true supporters and yeah. uh, you know have a fantastic time. And, and, can't wait. and I will say this magnanimously. I hate victory. I do. <laughs> but right. I hope they win. So far, oh, that's magnan- magnanimous. <laughs> yes. I do. I hate them with a passion. Mm, no, every fabric and fibre of my body you're very open about dislikes that. them immensely. Mm. In fact, the only person... No, I do. Yeah, get, get no, no, I, I, hate it. I hate them in a... In a respectful manner. It's hate, hate, respect. hate respect. Yeah, hate, hate respect. But that's, I, that's I hope they win. Okay. Because I go. hate Graham Arnold even more. <laughs> there you go. Hey, let's go to John on the road. Wants to join in on the discussion. G'day, John, and welcome to the Four Diego's. G'day, guys. Uh, look, it is it is an indictment. I reckon on not only not only football in the in this country, but all sports. It's, it's the big thing I see. No other code wants to give another code a free free ride. They're frightened that if football gets um, moved to a, a better, for one of the terms, we'll say a better surface to play on and all of that, they're frightened that then the AFL will come in and have a real red-hot go and put blockbusters on. I heard that tonight, that argument tonight. But I just think it's time is, as you said, there are grounds that um, they can move ground these games to. When it's the showpiece for football... I think 
all the all the other bodies are, are should cut, cut each other a little bit of slack. Could you imagine the AFL or the NRL um, having to to move or to a different stadium because say football won't you know won't give them the the rights to a ground? It just never it would never happen. It's just like the Sometimes I think football gets bullied around a little bit in this country. Well, the thing, the fact that, and that's a great point there, John, but the fact is, you know, AFL own Eddie Ed Stadium now. I mean, they, they, they have real vested interests and financial interests in a lot of the grounds around Australia. And I would think they're way ahead of everyone else in the thinking here. They would have been thinking if we, if we have equity in these stadia, if we've got really, really strong financial agreements with the stadium operations all around Australia, uh, we, we're, the, we're the primary tenant. And if we're the primary tenant or we own the property, you know, they're not going to – they aren't going to, um, you know, lay down for any uh, sport. And we had – didn't we have a doggies versus um, uh, a, a Fremantle game or That's something? Right. That's right, and, yes. they, and they were playing that instead of an A-League grand final at Eddie Head Stadium. But it was our sport's fault because we didn't book – the right that, that was last year. Yeah, that's right, and they wouldn't move it for that. So, um, yeah, look, it's a dominance of the AFL. Uh, they're, they're smart the way they go about it. They uh, they control stadiums, and really, it's up to football now to grow up and mature and work a way around this. It's unbelievable, but but anyway, it'll be played at Allianz Stadium at uh, five o'clock on Sunday. Let's go to Daniel. Thanks for your call, John. By the way, and let's go to Daniel on the road. Good day, Daniel. How you going, guys? Yeah, very well, mate. What do you think uh, about this? Um, if you want to get income about, you know, all this uproar about the stadium and pitches and all that, I mean, the FFA and, you know, state government, federal government, if they want to be fedic about soccer in this country, but each state, I reckon, has a has to have a designated stadium for soccer. You know, and if they want to hold the World Cup here, there has to be changes, you know, and going down that path as well because, you know... For example, like everyone's complaining about the pitches in, in, in Sydney. It's, it's a cow paddock, which, right, it is. But the only way you're going to solve this, you know, is Sydney has its own designated stadium just for soccer. But it's got to be financial, Daniel. That's, that's a problem. Like, I mean, uh, these days, what stadium doesn't have other events? I mean, even the MCG, Eddie had, they have concerts. They have, you know, uh, a variety of sports playing there. Um, the Amy Park, we were all excited about Amy Park. Uh, we thought it was just going to be a Melbourne victory ground, but then it was Rebels and, and they have concerts Storm. there too. I mean, it, it's, these are really, really expensive properties and they have to bring in revenue streams in some way. And, if, uh, AF, and really, we don't even have enough games. We, what, 20, 27, 27 games? Yep. 27 games plus finals. That's not enough to be mm. able to find, fund... And pay the outgoings of a of a stadium like Amy Park. And, you need more than that. And New South Wales government's investing in stadia yeah. over the next five or six years or whatever. And yeah. and there, there's not going to be a you know a football specific stadium. They they're going to they're going to re redo ANZ Stadium, make that a fairly large rectangular stadium. But that'll be for rugby for league yeah. union, uh, and it'll be for for football. I tell you, I tell you, I mentioned on uh, Francis Lee's show today, uh, AX Amsterdam Stadium when it was first built in Holland and. I know our Dutch supporters out there will probably correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure they actually had a a rollout a rollout, a rollout surface. So because and they did it because they they sort of had a roof, but it was a transparent roof like a glass roof, and they were worried about 
the sun rays not getting to the grass during the week to repair the grass. So they, they literally roll the pitch out uh, in the sunlight during the week and then roll it back in for the game. Now, imagine if they had two pitches, right? One <laughs> for rugby, they play on it, roll that one out, roll, in that, roll the soccer one in the next day, and there's your solution. And you're not building a whole... St- I know it's really expensive. There's a lot That's of technology. That's going to happen overnight, isn't it, Carlos? No, what I'm, the point is no, I... people are talking about building stadiums, Right. And it's much cheaper to use the technology and do that than build a stadium. I'm not, there, there are, I'm Carlos, not saying there are people build... listening that know a whole lot more about grass <laughs> That's right. than you and, and I. I'm not saying build stadiums. <laughs> I'm saying upgrade the stadiums that exist within a certain location. We could go on forever about this. Uh, we need to take a break and come back with more of the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On becoming owner-manager of Hereford United in 1997, Graham Turner said, The first thing I'll do is negotiate a pay rise, give myself a 10-year contract, and then sack myself. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diegos. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diegos. There you go. Pedro on the panel is having a lot of fun. It's better than, that's better than horses. <laughs> yeah, that's nice song. Nice song. Hey, just off the uh, SMS here, come on, I'm on the grass now. Even I can come up with the idea of rollout pitches. But you said Dutch club, didn't you? LOL. That's why. Brett in Mitcham. Good on you, Brett. You got the subtext, mate. Well done. Um, Graham Arnold is cool. Uh, he's, he's cool like Mourinho, says Marie. No. There you go, Warren. Just uh, it's, uh, uh, it's just another game. You know, well, how could you hate a guy who was much maligned publicly and his family wouldn't go to the games? I wonder if they're going to turn up to the grand final. They've been so scarred. Well, yeah. you, you saw the banner. Mm. How, how can you hate someone who it had to undergo a, that? No, no. Uh, uh, I go hate, through all that. No, see, you can hate somebody not holistically. You can hate just parts bits of, it, of just bits parts. Of, yeah. and, I mean, when he, so which bit, I hate which the coach hate? speak like the. Yeah. It's just another game. We think we'll win, we'll win, but we're not arrogant. You know, it's just another game. We're not treating it like any other game. We're confident. Like, but how it is that different from Jurgen grand... Klopp? Do you love him? Yeah, but they yeah. don't play grand finals in the Premier League. Hey, just off the uh, SMS, Carlos, if Kevin Muscat wins the toilet seat this weekend, is the next step the Socceroos job after Ange walks away for not qualifying for Russia in 2018? Well, I think it's out of him and Popovich to tell the truth. You've anointed Popovich, though. No, not really. Not really. I, I, I'm un- Look... I'm undecided about Popper, even though I think he's done well with his squads. But the way he culls them at the end of every season and <laughs> rebuilds and, and they start off... Like, it's amazing. Like, he's had some really bad moments. Should Melbourne City go with... after Popper? Good question. Good question, Warren. I don't know. I mean, what, how do you feel about well, I mean, someone like no, him? No, no, we'll see. Because you, coach... you certainly won't be... You won't end the season in a whimper like you did this year. No, the coach isn't the problem at Melbourne City. And I know I wasn't going to talk about Melbourne City, but... He's a close friend of the Diego's who shared a moment or two with me recently. He, he <laughs> rang me up to console me after Melbourne City had lost. And he provided me with a really useful insight that I would have used last week if I could talk, but I couldn't. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He basically said, <laughs> Melbourne City play like a franchise. Melbourne Victory play like a team. And until Melbourne City decide they actually want to be a team that stands for something... I don't know whether coach or the quality of player that surrounds. It's a you use the word. It's like a cancer, and you've got to cut the cancer. 
they play like a franchise and they're soulless. Okay. I use the term Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Franchising is very, very difficult. They're, they're actually, they actually are, are very irrelevant tonight. But, no, no, but I know But my, my last word is it's all about the coach. So if they, Popper they, comes, they he will can set change the culture. the culture. Yeah. Okay, there you go. And you I go. am... It is all about the game, and it is all about Melbourne victory tonight. Well, it's all about the fans. Hi, boys. Need help. I want to go to the game, but I have my sister's wedding on Saturday night. Can't make the bus at midnight <laughs> due to weddings, uh, due, due, due to the wedding, and flight's too expensive. Anyone out there know if there's a later bus going, 1 a.m. onwards? That's Landy mm. and Forest Hill. Sorry, Landy, I only just saw that. So yeah. well, I was five gonna... minutes, if you, if you know of a bus, yeah. if you're listening, uh, let us know, and we'll let Landy well, know. And I, an official bus, too. I was official. Be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, not one, not, not one that, that's unofficial. I was going to be cynical, and I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Statistically, in Australia, one in three marriages fail. So if you miss this one, there's a chance that there might be another one you can go to. So, Warren, uh, Vinny, you're going up with the Meet the Fockers bus, aren't you? I'll be there. That's right. Yeah, Robert Nero's driving your bus up there. Yeah, the big gun. Yeah, be room on that, wouldn't there? There'd be room. Hey, boys, just uh, during the week, um, A-League... A-League clubs. Now, when you read a sentence like mm. this, A-League clubs have walked out of a meeting with Football Federation Australia after rejecting a redistribution offer from head office. Do you think they actually someone <laughs> said something and they just said, okay, we're getting out. <laughs> yeah, is that accurate that they've actually on Apparently, the they, they slammed down their yeah, notebooks. That's right, that's right. They, threw, they threw the notebooks at David Gallup. Yeah. And, the, and this really happened. I heard, I heard town hall meeting, right? Uh, they threw their pens and their notebooks at Gallop and Lowy, Lowy, yeah, and uh, and stormed out. Do you think? Um, Did they say Di- together we're walking? Do you think Di Pietro and Robson kicked each other <laughs> on the table and say, "Should we do it now?" now? <laughs> I actually think. <laughs> are they, they going to do it now? They all got into a secret room beforehand, yeah. and they all said, "This is the sign for the walkout," and they've all gone. Wink, wink, and there, there would, would have been furtive out. glances just to make yeah. sure is everyone doing. So, so what happened here? So, well, the Adelaide United yeah. chairman Craig, Greg Griffin kind of spoke on behalf of the colleagues. It's all about uh, the redistribution of the uh, the pie of the pie, and then the, the clubs aren't happy. The, the clubs have yeah. obviously invested millions and millions of dollars over the you know the, the course of the A League, and they're thinking we need a bigger piece of this pie. Is is the FFA? Um, What's going to happen? This could this could actually get really ugly. Yeah, and it will get ugly uh, because there's a certain pie that the FFA say they have. The clubs think the pie is a different size, and we don't know that there's a hidden pie. Yeah, we we just don't know, and so okay. suddenly we'll need to get this the is all this size. is all going to be run through. We saw this with the collective bargaining mm. brouhaha, if you remember, with um, with the PFA and the FFA. And they brought the Matildas in, and the Matildas had their little suitcases. They weren't going to go to America, That's and right. they, they, right. they, they went on strike and didn't play the Americans. And it just got really, really ugly. But we're sitting back and watching. But we don't, we don't know the financials, the true financials. Of course, FFA will have three sets of books, too. <laughs> so they're pretty much running it like the old... <laughs> Some of the restaurants in Logan Street, they're running it like that, right? And uh, so there's you know two or three sets of books. We don't know what the pie is, no. uh, and the player, the clubs think they know what the pie is. Uh, FFA know what the pie is, but they won't tell anyone what the pie is. So this is going to be an argument. It's going to get ugly over the whole off season. And I just wish they'd waited an extra week before they got into this because suddenly this is going to be... I think the clubs are going to really make a stand on this one. Mm. The owners feel that they should be... They're bringing in the money and they feel that they should be uh, getting a big, bigger piece of the pie. They want $6 million. They've only been offered $3.2 million per club. Well, that's a discussion for the off-season, I think, because it's, it's going to heat up. Let's take another break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football.
1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, just a little bit more of the Diego's to go tonight. Um, Marie has told us and reminded us that Etihad Stadium is showing the grand final live on Sunday. All members and fans are welcome. Melbourne City fans as well. well. I'm sure can I get along? Can we can we actually have uh, Marie as a, our research department? Absolutely. And just keep texting those in, Marie. <laughs> yeah. And just for you, how good was Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah. Forty um, seventh hat trick again. Yeah. Um, in their three nil Real Madrid three nil victory over Atletico Madrid in the uh, Champions League overnight. How good is yeah. he? And yet he plays like a man who no he he cops criticism all the he time. Does, He's yeah. got to prove himself. He doesn't have to. But what is it, Vinny? I mean, it's obviously Messi versus Ronaldo. And whenever this conversation about the best player ever or the best player right now, everyone automatically goes to Messi, even though Ronaldo. the numbers, the, Ronaldo's numbers the are data. Oh, unbelievable. You know, the funny thing is, I don't know, and I'm talking from afar here, I don't know whether I warm to either one of them. Warm? I think Ronaldo's... <laughs> don't, I don't, don't do that, hand, that thing with your hands. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ronaldo is an amazing player, and his record... Is I think agree. I agree. It's undervalued for some reason. He's a fantastic player. Monaco take on Juventus uh, overnight uh, oh. in the other one. Um, Good luck with that. Vinny that's too. it. Uh, so remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. Where the girls with fruit on their head and balls on their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Where the gringos play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Four Diego. Ole. Ole.